0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code
2: Welcome in on a Friday and the conclusion, the welcomed conclusion of what is probably the strangest week in my professional career. So, I've been with Super Talk. Uh, it'll be six years in September, and I cannot remember a week as unique as this one. Even Hugh Freeze's phone record scandal and the fallout from that doesn't really compare to what we saw yesterday, so I'm going to talk about that. Got a nice day off on Wednesday from talking about politics and the flag and stuff like that, but considering what happened yesterday, I feel like it would be inappropriate to not Uh, talk about it so I've got audio from Lane Kiffin and uh, he didn't parse words he was very wide open and I think it's important to hear exactly what he said and if the flag does not change what will happen after that I've also got uh, an interview that was recorded yesterday unfortunately you're going to have to listen to Richard Cross I know trust me I don't want to do it but it's a good interview Uh, that he had uh, with Keith Carter that I'll play for you uh, coming up at the end of the podcast and a whole bunch of stuff in between. But first, I do want to remind you that the show is brought to you by LB's just off of University Avenue across from Kroger. Apparently, there's some kind of Sahara Desert, like dust or, or sand cloud thing that's flying over the state this weekend. And supposedly, according to the news this morning, it's going to be some pretty awesome sunsets. So... Uh, go to LB's, get something to throw on the grill, and watch the, what is it, the Saharan Desert Dust Storm that apparently is going to, I'm telling you, if the sun's out, news guy said this morning that it's going to create some pretty awesome sunsets. So enjoy your weekend behind the grill. Go stop by LB's, go see Greg, tell him we sent you, and uh, get ready for the light show, I guess? I don't know. Either way, Uh, stop by and go see Greg at LB's. And we really are, I mean, to start... This is just the strangest timeline. I mean, eight months ago, if somebody were to tell you that Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin were going to go to Jackson, Mississippi, to petition the state legislatures to change the flag on behalf of Mississippi State and Ole Miss, what would you have thought? I mean, that that image yesterday was unbelievable, in part because it's unbelievable that it potentially is going to have to take Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach and Kermit Davis and Ben Howland and Chris Limonis and Mike Bianco and Keith Carter and John Cohen and the the whole coalition from Southern Miss and Jackson State and Mississippi Valley and Alcorn and uh, to make make a change that is unbelievable in a in a pure sense of the word I, I can't believe that it's it's had to come down to this but I also I mean just the image itself is it's really hard to believe I mean twenty twenty is A really special year, and it's still only, what day is today? June 26th. And the image was powerful. I mean, Kermit Davis spoke in the women's basketball coach. The new women's basketball coach at Mississippi State also spoke, and both of them delivered really good speeches. But that image of both of them behind a podium with everybody standing behind them on the steps of the Capitol, all together united for for one purpose, was something that, Um, It's really powerful uh, to see that image, and it shows just how important this change is to these schools. Um, Not only because they feel like it's just the right thing to do, but uh, the fallout that will come from not changing the flag considering the current landscape and the movement going on around the country, uh, everybody there realizes how important to them a change would be and how devastating to them no change would be. But first, I want to play this audio for you from Lane Kiffin because this is the first time, and maybe I've missed it elsewhere, but this is the first time that I myself have seen somebody in that kind of position just be wide open about what's going to happen if a flag does not, if this flag does not change. You've gotten, understandably, so a lot of politicking, and you know, we hope it changes because it's the right thing to do, and, and that kind of stuff. But nobody has just laid it out like this straight up saying what Kiffin did. Now, the audio stinks because I had to pull it from a video that was taken from from our Twitter page. Uh, so the audio is not great, but you can still hear Kiffin. And most importantly, the last thing he says in this audio cut. So here's Lane Kiffin yesterday uh, on why he's there and why it's important.
0: Well, it's extremely important to our university, to our all of our students, especially our student athletes, that you know, we've been in communication with, and uh, this is very important to them. So um, anything we can do to help support them, and, um, and I think it has a lot to do with the future of, of the state programs. You know, in the state, you know, by, you know, I think you're going to deal with you know, some kids leaving the state or not wanting to come, you know, because of this.
2: And there it is. Uh, so Lane Kiffin straight up said at the end of that cut. And again, I apologize for for the the crummy audio, but that was pulled from a video and. As you guys probably know by now, in press conference settings, Lane Kiffin's a a really soft speaker. Um, That's just kind of how he is. But the important thing is, that was the first time I saw somebody straight up say, a coach or an athletic director, maybe I've missed it again, maybe I've missed it, but that's the first time I've heard somebody in his position say, if this doesn't change, players are going to leave, and players are not going to want to come here. I mean, that's what he said. Straight up, out in the open, honest. Players are going to leave. Players are not going to want to stay. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. Again, I have I have given you my position. I've lived in this state for a decade. I was educated here. I got married here. My son was born here. I bought my first home here. I love it here. I'm a Mississippian. I'm really proud of that. I do think the flag needs to get changed. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong for not thinking that. I'm just not going to go down that road and engage that. We are free to, to agree and disagree on this if we'd like. But I'm telling you what's going to happen next if, a flag, if this flag does not change. And this is why Lane Kiffin was there yesterday, why Mike Leach was there yesterday, and all the athletic departments, because this is what's going to happen next if a flag does not change. And I know, trust me, I know, that the campuses don't fly it anymore. I know that. However, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter to the SEC. It doesn't matter to the NCAA. And as much as I think it's wildly hypocritical to only point the fingers and attack Mississippi when there are other states that have problematic flags with direct ties to the Confederacy as well, Mississippi doesn't have Atlanta, where they were supposed to host the Final Four this year, where they host um, the SEC championship. So... It's hypocritical. I don't like it, but it's still what is happening and they're not done. Like I've said on this podcast a couple of times now. The SEC's not stopping with just taking predetermined postseason events away. So here's what happens next, though. In in the short term in the macro, if the state flag does not change, players are going to transfer. There is a it's a guarantee it's going to happen. And they will receive immediate eligibility from the NCAA. So Blake Henson, I think I was supposed to talk about it on Wednesday, and I forgot. Blake Henson's transferring to Iowa State. Blake Henson is not transferring to Iowa State because of the state flag of Mississippi. He's transferring to Iowa State because he, his position got recruited. There's more talent around. He wasn't going to have as big of a role, and he wasn't going to have the green light that he wanted. He transferred away from Ole Miss for basketball reasons, but... Because of the precedent that's by, that's been set by the NCAA, he has to find a way to get immediate eligibility. And the easiest way for him to do that is to point to the state flag of Mississippi. He was quoted in an article this week where he said he's glad that he doesn't have to play in a state where that flag is, is waving, although he doesn't recall any uh, racist incidents directed towards him while at Ole Miss. But... That's the angle he's going to take, and I promise you that is going to be a successful one. He will be granted immediate eligibility at Iowa State because of the state flag of Mississippi. And if Kylan Hill leaves Mississippi State, same thing applies. He will get granted immediate eligibility because of the state flag. And every other player, I mean, Kiffin straight up said it out loud, players are going to leave. That is going to happen, and they will get immediate eligibility. The path will be easier for them to do it. The decision will basically be made for them. So if the flag doesn't change, players are going to transfer. It's going to make recruiting harder, especially now, because there has been – we've had people text into the radio show and asking, well, what changed? I mean, these players side, signed with the school with the, the state flag being what it is. What changed? Well, there's, there's a movement nationally. And people are starting to become aware of of symbolism, and there is a growing togetherness. Whether or not you agree or disagree with it, I'm not telling you how to feel, but athletes especially now feel more empowered and are more empowered than they've ever been. And because of that, they are more confident in decisions that they make. Kylan Hill w- was new that when he did this, he was not going to be alone. And maybe the same thing couldn't have been said to him a couple of years ago or last year or six months ago. There's been this kind of movement that has provided confidence for athletes that want to do this. But it's going to make recruiting harder because of this national movement. There's going to be a spotlight. If Mississippi does not change its state flag and the headlines run and the negative recruiting begins... And the SEC continues, and I promise you, I've said this for a few days now, and I've seen some people mention it this morning on Twitter as if it's like a a new revelation. I've been telling you for a week, if you've been listening to this podcast, the SEC is not done with just taking predetermined postseason events away from Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They are not done here. That was a warning shot. And I, I told you that it wasn't a guess. It was a promise. It was something that I knew was going to happen. And so when you see the news today, just know that, hey, I I warned you, this is how it's going to be. They're not done here. So it's going to make recruiting harder just because the flag still exists and people are going to use it against you. But also, the SEC is going to come down and the NCAA potentially is going to come down and add additional stipulations or worse to Ole Miss and Mississippi State. You're not going to be able to recruit any kind of high-level athlete to Ole Miss if that is the case. It's not going to happen. Lane Kiffin will leave ASAP. If the state flag does not change, Lane Kiffin will leave as soon as possible at the end of this season, if that's what it takes. He will not, I promise you, he will not continue coaching in this state if there are NCAA sanctions, if you will, against him, SEC sanctions against him, and worse coming. He will be on the first train out... Damn it, no pun intended. Uh, But he will be on the first train out of Oxford. The second he can get a head coaching job at the Power 5 level, somewhere else he is gone. There's no doubt about it. I promise you that's what's happening. Or that's what would happen. The next hire would become more difficult. That's how serious this is. And as you can imagine, we've spent most of our time this week, with few interruptions, um, talking about this very thing about the state flag not changing in the coaches and athletic departments going to Jackson and the repercussions of not changing the flag in the NCAA and SEC's ruling on the radio show. And you'd be surprised uh, the amount of listeners of a sports radio show uh, have said something along the lines of, sports don't matter that much, or we shouldn't change a flag because of sports. Or something along those lines. We've even had people say, I don't give a damn if they never play another snap. Again, why are you listening to a sports radio show if that's... Anyway. So, no. At the end of the day, a flag that is offensive to almost 40% of your population and then some um, should not be changed just because of sports. And again, I don't like the fact that the NCAA and SEC have singled out Mississippi when there are other states that share a similar problematic uh, element in their flag. I don't like it, but the reality is we're not going to change it. And being defiant to the SEC and to the NCAA because they told us what to do um, is is not, in my opinion, the way we should go about it. Because... Ole Miss in Mississippi State, and to a smaller degree, Southern Miss and Jackson State and, and All and Valley, um, the impact that they have on this state reaches far beyond the towns in which they reside. We talked about this some also on the radio show, uh, just th- the economic impact that one home weekend has on the city of Oxford. And it came from a conversation we were having about the mayor of Tuscaloosa that uh, wrongly said that Alabama football has a two billion dollar economic impact on his city. It's really more like twenty five plus million dollars a game, which is a, still a massive, massive number. But it's not just those towns. You all know this already. The city of Oxford, the city of Starkville, as well, um, depend almost exclusively on Ole Miss and Mississippi State athletics to to exist in its current form if that makes sense. Uh, They depend on football weekends. They depend on big basketball Saturdays. They depend on big baseball weekends and double-decker to survive. Without those things, even without them competing at a high level, I I mean, ask some local businesses about what the Matt Luke era and the attendance issues during the Matt Luke era and the final year of Houston Nut did to their business. These little towns depend on athletics to exist in their current form but it goes far far beyond that I mean I don't know about you so I live in Madison and around my area on Saturday just a given Saturday in the fall the bar down the road from my house is packed filled with people wanting to watch football Saturday at one o'clock two o'clock in the afternoon bars packed people watching football I could go to the same bar tomorrow I guess it's a little different with, um, with coronavirus. Uh, but typically, in June, I could go to the same bar and nobody's there, really. I buy more. I spend more. I get together with friends. And we, in the fall, typically spend more money and invest more into the local economies around here because of football. Ole Miss and Mississippi State football do not just impact Oxford and Starkville. They impact Tupelo, Batesville, Grenada, and all around here. College athletics in the state of Mississippi is not just a one-town impact. I used to live in Belhaven. And when Jackson State would have a home game, I mean, you should... all the the shops and restaurants and stuff around bellhaven, so Jackson's a, a big metropolis, big metropolis It's the biggest one in the state at least um, and it would survive without Jackson State football. But those few Saturdays, the areas around the stadium and around bellhaven and Fondren, and there's people everywhere it it's not even just old miss and Mississippi state it's college sports in this state are such an economic driver. And when your defense is, well, sports don't matter that much, maybe they don't, but take them away from this state. Take high-level sports away from this state, and the economy will suffer, and your colleges will suffer. There is no doubt about that. No doubt about it. Your colleges will suffer. Fewer students will go to them. Your local students in Mississippi will either leave to go somewhere else or the day they graduate college will go somewhere else. There's a thing called the brain drain for a reason. And no, the state flag is not the reason. But if you continue to keep something like this, it provides more incentive for your colleges to not bring in students from other places or not keep your students from here and they will go other places. And that directly impacts the economy of Mississippi. Athletics by the millions and millions and millions, directly impacts the economy of the state of Mississippi. So maybe sports don't matter that much for like our entertainment. No, they don't. That shouldn't be our moral compass for changing a flag. But financially, if you don't do it, this is what I've tried to tell people on the radio show. I understand if you think that, oh, we shouldn't bow to an outside entity and they shouldn't tell us what to do and screw them. Sports don't matter that much okay. If that's how you feel, okay. And there's a particular particular legislature that is just, if this is a hill you want to die on, the economic losses and the impact that will come with this lie at your feet. Because as much as you and I and, and a lot of people hate what the NCAA and the SEC is doing unfairly punishing people that agree with them. There's nothing we can do about it. You can't stop it. I can't stop it. None of us can stop it. So we either do the right thing because it is the right thing in spite of the NCAA's demands, or you say, screw you, I'm not changing because of you. You can't tell me what to do. It's extortion. You keep the flag, and you suffer economically. Major losses. Those losses will lie at your feet. And if you're willing to accept that, okay. If you're willing to accept that, then that's up to you. You're the the lawmaker. You have to deal with this. But when people leave and economics suffer, it's on you. And if you want to wear that proudly, go for it. And then we'll have people that will say things like, if you don't like it, get out. Well, that's kind of the problem. People are... People are. Look at the population growth of Mississippi compared to that of South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Louisiana, Alabama. People are getting out. Your college graduates are going elsewhere because they don't have the opportunities here. Will a flag fix that? No, it won't. It won't. But it takes a little bit of ammo away. One less reason for businesses not to show up. One less reason for somebody not to stay. One less reason to not be competitive in athletics, which is an economic driver in this state. And then the question of where does it stop? And I understand that question. And I've I've talked about this on here before, and, and it's the same answer. Uh, Don't let the fear of the slippery slope stop you from doing what you know is right right now. I hesitate to do this, but I mean, it's my podcast, right? I can do what I want. Um, This is the kind of stuff we've been dealing with. (laughs) This is a message we got yesterday, a text message into the show. If you don't like the state flag, pack your shit and leave. As far as sports, take that shit with you and don't let the door hit you in the ass as you exit. As far as all of these crybabies saying that their ancestors' blood is on that flag and it represents slavery times, I also most likely have some of my ancestors' blood on that flag as well, but you don't hear me complaining. You can't change history. I'm proud to be a true Mississippi and I will be 52 in two weeks and two days from today, and I'm ashamed of the stupidity being spewed forth. If someone doesn't want to come here simply because of the state flag, then they need to keep moving or stay home and continue to suck mommies, well, you know, grow up and get over it, And all caps. That's that's what we've been dealing with. And therein lies the issue. I mean, that, that mindset, and that mindset's not just held by this... Uh, this guy that didn't put his name on his message, I mean, there are apparently... And it sounds like there's been momentum in in the, the right direction over the last couple of days until last night. Maybe that uh, they'll have the votes and, and take down... They won't make a change. They'll take down the flag, which is all they need to do right now, um, that that it may get done on Saturday. So that that's possible. It's out there. Um, but there are people, legislatures, that have that mindset. And so... Look, you can agree with that, and you're free to have that opinion. This is America after all. Um, But if that is your mindset, if they don't want to come here because of a flag, screw them. Don't let them come here. If you want to leave because of the flag, good. Get out. We don't care. If you don't like it, leave. If that's your mentality, you have to deal with the consequences that follow, and that will be economic hardship like you haven't seen yet, and looking at the numbers— you are already kind of seeing. Is the flag the only thing holding you back? Of course not. Of course not. But if there is any amount of economic loss. And yeah, I keep talking like it's all about the money. And in part, it kind of is. That that should be what changes it. Even if you think that it's it's fine. The money side of it should to me, sway your thinking. Because if a state flag impacts you at all economically, you don't need to have it. No other state in the country currently, and some of them should, have a flag that is directly impacting them negatively. Just Mississippi. That's not what a state flag is supposed to do. That's not a hill you should die on. Where does it stop? It should stop somewhere. Not here. And just because the NCAA is doing what they're doing should not stop you from doing Something that will at least not hurt your state. And keeping this thing, as I've laid out, will hurt your state. So we'll go to that interview now. Keith Carter uh, with uh, with Richard Cross. Again, I'm sorry you got to listen to him. Uh, I know how painful that is going to be for you. It definitely is for me. <laughs> um, but I'm going to play that right now. Keith Carter uh, with Richard Cross yesterday. uh On Super Talk, and uh, here is that interview. Keith was pretty wide open and pretty transparent. Talked about um, his time at the Capitol, what it means to him, uh, what that day was like, recruiting restrictions uh, that the NCAA has laid down because of coronavirus, and things of that nature. So here's that interview right now. uh, Keith Carter with Richard Cross.
0: Pretty big piece of news here. I think Keith is joining us uh, right now, and I'll actually read this with uh, him on the phone and get his reaction as well. From uh, From the NCAA, the Division I Council has extended the recruiting dead period in all sports through August 31st. Full council and the council coordination committee will continue to review the dead periods on a regular basis. Really strange recruiting calendar right now, in so much, Keith, as there hasn't been any activity since uh i guess mid-march and now it's extended all the way through uh through the end of august how difficult is this for coaches going forward
1: well i, I think it's difficult i mean i think they've been uh you know pretty creative and, and proactive from a you know a zoom standpoint and and just you know working over the the telephone and, and those type of things but yeah it's, it's hard when they're used to being on the road and being face-to-face with with prospects and uh, you know, obviously you, you want to be safe and, and you want to make sure that you're, you're doing the right thing. But, uh, you know, certainly that, 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 uh, extra month is going to be difficult for the coaches. So Keith, you were,
0: uh, you were at the Capitol today, uh, along with, uh, leaders from, uh, Mississippi state and Southern miss and all the other colleges and universities, tons and tons of coaches were there. I think nearly 50 of you, uh, all said, kind of, kind of walk us through what today was like. And, uh, what you wanted to accomplish and what you think maybe was accomplished?
1: Well, I I was just uh, real happy with with the way everything turned out today. And and not just, you know, the the group we took down, certainly very proud of of our coaches and our staff. But uh, you just, you know, you look at the Capitol and you just see so many uh, institutions represented um, you know, I, I was talking to several several legislators that said, you know, this is a historic day. You know, this has never happened before. And it just shows the importance of the cause. You know, it, it shows how important it is for all of us to come down and voice our opinion on, on what we think should happen with the flag. And, um, you know, I thought both speakers today did an incredible job in the press conference and uh, really talked about, you know, we need to do this because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do for our state and and certainly Uh, You know, when you start diving into the different layers of it, you know, there's just a a lot of reasons to do it, and and now's the time. But I was really happy, and and again, to to get to spend some time with with other leaders from other institutions and and sharing a common goal, uh, you know, I think today was really good.
0: Keith, I asked Jeff Mitchell from uh, from Southern Miss this earlier, and, and I'm curious to get your reaction as well T- today in terms of the goal of being there. what Was it to try and sway a vote or two as uh, we, we've kind of been led to believe it's really close in both the House and the Senate, or was this about kind of a, a public relations statement for all the universities? Was it, a, was it about showing a, a unified front? What, what was the goal in your mind uh, of being there in Jackson today at the Capitol.
1: Well, I think it's really both of those, Richard. You know, when you think about um, the opportunity that we have right now um, to to affect change and to do something that's going to, you know, really positively impact our state, you know, in in the future, um, we needed to be there. We needed to be there, and and I think yes, there were certainly some individual conversations with legislators to to talk about their position and. You know, uh, potentially changing that position or, or those type of things. But, two, I think it just shows that, you know, in the state of Mississippi, uh, sports are so important. You know, we don't have a, a, a pro team in the state. And, and when you start talking about, you know, college sports in Mississippi, it's really, really important. And we have a voice and we need to use that voice. And so um, I was just, you know, really ecstatic to see everybody there today, uh, really with one common goal to talk about, you know, doing something that we need to do. And, uh, I think hopefully our student-athletes saw that and that we have, uh, you know, their back and that we're there to support them and, uh, you know, the things that they're thinking about and going through, and, and this flag is, is a major issue. So, uh, again, just really happy with the turnout, and, and hopefully, you know, the presence there was enough to, to maybe sway a couple of votes in the right direction, and, and hopefully we can get some change here in the next, you know, 24, or 48 hours.
0: Keith Carter's the 88 old Ole Miss. He's joining us right now on the Farm Bureau phone line. I, I'm curious how you make these two ideas dovetail, how you're, how you're able to make them work together. To to stand in unison with the Southeastern Conference and Commissioner Sankey on the statement that they made last Thursday night. I mean, it was a, a, a week and an hour ago, um, or, or maybe we're just an hour short of when that statement actually came out, and, and say we, we agree with the SEC and, and we support this, but at the same time, realizing that as a university, Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Southern Miss all have for years now said, we want the flag to be changed, and knowing that your student-athletes haven't done anything wrong, and yet they may be penalized. How do you make those two things work together?
1: Yeah, I was actually doing an interview earlier today, and, and you know, as I look back on the statement from the SEC, you know, maybe it would have been a little better if they could have, you know, uh, added added us in to say something to the effect of you know both of these institutions have not flown the flag you know in, in several years uh, and we know that or that type of thing. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, Richard, I, I just think that it's um, you know I, I hate that there's outside entities that have to come in and, and basically put mandates on us as a state. Um, you know, I wish we could have been a little more proactive and, and done this on our own. and and certainly we will. And and I think that this is going to happen at some point and and probably the statements from the SEC and the NCAA, uh, you know, certainly helped expedite the process. But at the end of the day, you know, I I wish we could have done it a little more proactively. And, um, you know, I I do think that in some ways this has kind of galvanized our state in some ways to say, you know what, we we don't want outside people kind of telling us what to do. We need to, we need to get in gear here and, and do the right thing. So, um, you know, you hate that and, and certainly you agree with the with the message. You hate the uh the potential ramifications, you know, if we don't change because you know, we're looking at fall sports that could potentially lose lose out on hosting regionals and, and obviously as we get into the spring with baseball and some others, uh, you know, those are those are really big things. But at the end of the day, Richard, it comes back to this is the right thing to do. You know, we, we certainly talk about the economics and the financial impact of not hosting regionals and, and all of those things and certainly what it what it means to our student athletes and coaches. But at the end of the day, we, we need a flag that is more uniting and certainly not as divisive as the one we have now.
0: Speaking of economics and financial impact, uh, college football season is uh, two months and about a week or so from uh, right now, at least as it's scheduled. Uh, you and I have talked some about this. Uh, I know a month or so ago when we visited, you were reasonably confident that uh, that things were moving in the right direction. Uh, we've seen uh a spike in COVID cases, not just in Mississippi, but really all over the southeast. Where's your confidence level right now when you uh, when you look ahead nine weeks?
1: Yeah, you know, I would say I'm probably a little less optimistic today, you know, if I want to be candid. Um, you know, on, on June 1 when we brought our, our student athletes back, um, you know, we felt really good. We felt like our plan was really good and, and still do. I mean, I, I know our folks in our buildings have done a really good job, but but certainly, you know, you see some spikes and you see – You know, with with student athletes and staff, and and, you know, with positive uh, tests and being in quarantine with from close contact and different things, you know, it just it just kind of shows you and opens your eyes to the complexity of this. And so, uh, you know, I'm still I'm still optimistic that we're going to play. I I believe we're going to play football. Um, You know, I think that the question is, you know, how many people are going to be in the stands, if any? Um, You know, what is that going to look like? Certainly, you know, here in Mississippi, we had our highest you know day today with with cases and. Um, You know, there's just a lot of questions to be answered. And, again, we have a couple of months, we have time, and we're going to work diligently to to do everything we can to safely, you know, play football and and, and have fans here on campus. Um, But I I think, again, it's kind of opened our eyes. We knew we were going to encounter some positive tests and different things. But I do think now, you know, all of us are looking into this as if you know we were going to play today. It would be hard to do, you know, it would be hard to play today based on on people that are in, in quarantine and, and those type of things. So we got to continue to work hard. We're going to do everything we can to make it happen. Uh, but we got a lot of work to do in the next couple months.
0: I know you saw the uh, the, the tweet and have heard the news about Kylan Hill at uh, at Mississippi State saying that he would not play football uh, this year under the current state flag for for Mississippi State. Have you had any conversations? Uh, with any of the student athletes at Ole Miss along those lines, do do you anticipate anything like that at Ole Miss?
1: Well, you know, we've actually I've actually had some conversations with a few of our athletes about Kylan and, and kind of his tweet and, and what he's doing, and, and it was very you know healthy and productive conversation. And certainly, you know, Kylan has uh, every right, and, and we we want him to 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 speak his his mind and, and and what's on his heart. And certainly, we would want our student athletes to do the same. I think it's important for us that we just continue the conversation and communication with our student-athletes and you know what I've told them from day one is that we're going to support them we're we're here to support them Um, but we want we want to kind of know where you're coming from and I think that's where that open dialogue is good and um, you know we continue to have that so I I think that our student-athletes are in a good place right now certainly they're they're passionate about the flag that's something that they, they talk about a lot and you know hopefully we can get that done and um, you know, I guess the only game I'd want to see Kylen sitting out next year is the one we're playing against him because he's so good. But uh, you know, but we we certainly we certainly would would love to see him playing in the fall, and uh, we want all of our student athletes playing in the fall because that's what they need to be doing.
2: And that was Keith Carter with uh, Richard Cross again. Uh, really good stuff there. I share his frustration. I couldn't imagine being an athletic director for Ole Miss or him or John Cohen uh, or Mark Keenum or Glenn Boyce right now knowing that the NCAA and the SEC are doing what they're doing and you've taken every step to distance yourself from it it would be incredibly frustrating and and such a tough line uh, to toe right because you agree that the state flag should be changed but also you have made it a point so many times to distance yourself from it it's not on your campus anymore that would be really frustrating and so uh, really good stuff from Keith and um, we'll see I mean we're we're coming up at the finish line here. Uh, there are just there's just one day in the session um, and there's talk that they're going to go into Saturday and potentially get a vote and we will see uh, A lot is riding on this. I don't think um, any of you guys don't know that at this point. Uh, The future of Ole Miss athletics is riding on this change because I think it will get changed eventually, but even if you just go a year, if it takes you a year to get this done, it will do so much damage to your university that I don't know how long it's going to take to recover. Uh, This is a very important weekend uh, upcoming and uh, I just, I hope for the sake of, uh, for you and your school, my school as well, my alma mater, uh, that, that the right thing is done in order to in order to preserve any chance uh, that Ole Miss can, can move forward and grow as an academic institution and, of course, grow in athletics because that's where most of our interests lie anyway. Uh, so big weekend upcoming. And, and again, I, I really do appreciate you guys tuning in on uh, and listening to such a a frustrating and at times divisive and uh, seemingly repetitive conversation. I really can't thank you guys enough for for still listening. Uh, I'm looking forward to the day we can talk about sports again as well but this this vote that is upcoming this weekend um, there is so much on the line for for the schools and this the athletic departments in this state. so thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate you guys so much. Uh, it means the world to me that you're listening. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, hopefully, on Monday, moving forward and talking about what's next and maybe simpler times like how they're going to deal with coronavirus. I can't believe I missed the days where that was just the only issue. However, looking forward to, to hopefully having a Monday podcast where we talk about the flag coming down and then we'll transition to actual football conversation. Looking forward to that. Really glad you're with me. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your weekend behind the grill. Stop by and see Greg. Go to LB's. Get your meats for the weekend. Watch what is supposed to be incredible sunsets because of the Sahara Desert, I guess. And uh, I'll talk to you again on Monday. Michael Borky on Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, listen to the Sunday show as well for uh, more flag talk, I guess. Anyway, have a great weekend. Talk to you on Monday.